0: Every time you get a chance to witness this scene, you feel lucky. Nothing like it. Man, this is what it's all about. This is what college football's all about. I've, I've said this is the best scene in the country. I
1: love and appreciate you guys. Understand this. We didn't get here without every single person in this room. We got here together. Let's finish this thing together. Everybody got me?
0: Welcome back to Whiteout Weekly on our fifth straight glorious victory week as we got our sweet, sweet revenge by shutting out the Hoosiers. First time uh, they've been shut out since 2000, over 20 years. So last podcast, we talked about how their secondary could be a liability. And then before the game, Taiwan Mullins rolled out within the first two quarters, their other cornerback, Reese Taylor, exits. So I thought it was just going to be an air raid assault by Sean Clifford. I thought he was going to throw up six touchdowns. Uh, Dotson would go for, you know, four. Washington will get in there. Lambert Smith will get in there. But we ended up with 209 yards on the ground, which was a main concern of ours heading into the uh, Big 10 schedule here.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see the run game get, Uh, get going a little bit it was a no flash no thrills game wasn't nothing too exciting but a 24 nonetheless a 24 nothing big 10 shutout win in prime time at home again another week where you see a lot of teams struggling nice to go and take care of business and really never had a doubt with this game right out the gate Penix, he looked right away that he was pretty rattled i don't know if it was the nagging injury or what it was but he didn't look himself and then eventually Eventually, when he went out and then Tuttle came in and AK had that huge, laid the lumber on him. I was about to say, I, a rat. <laughs> I felt bad for Penix, like, because they were showing all of his injuries
0: over the years. It's like his ACL, yeah. and I think it was a shoulder, then another ACL. And then as soon as, soon as uh, Tuttle came in the game, AK just body slammed him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad anymore. Like, that kid just got rocked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But, no, that that was certainly sweet, especially after last year. And the yeah. the broadcasting. they they did their best to show those stats from – or not the stats from last year, but that last play, that two-point wow, conversion. Yeah. But so, it, it's definitely sweet to get that win in, in that fashion, 24 yeah. zip, laying a goose egg. It was it was good. Mm-hmm. And, again, going
0: back to Penix, I mean, that kid's a fighter. Like, you could tell mm-hmm. the last play that he was in and, like, finally limbed off the field, that was – like, he was hurt way before that. Yeah. He was not moving around, had no mobility. Our edge rushers were just not even paying attention to the RPO. They are just crushing down at the uh, running back. So, yeah, feel bad for that kid. I had him, like, after last season, I really thought that he was going to come back and possibly be a Heisman hopeful. But I guess after two knee surgeries, it just, that takes a lot of having it.
1: To be honest, I didn't follow up. Did you see, did they say what the injury was? Or is it is I, he going to be out? I don't know. I mean, it, was
0: obviously his knee because he was like, yeah, him, um, and grabbing it. It's, I mean, it has to be a complication from one of those surgeries. I don't yeah, know if he, he tore the nice. same ACL or if it was, he tore both. Pretty yeah, beautiful. yeah, he's pretty banged up either way, but. Yeah, tough look nice for this week. And a tough look for Indiana, obviously, for the rest of the season. Yeah. but let's talk about the man we have to talk about every single week. And that is our QB1, Sean Clifford. Mm-hmm. didn't have the best game. Even this mm-hmm. through three touchdowns, um, one pick, but was just highly inaccurate, which is what was our one concern with him every week is, is his inaccuracy. Mm-hmm. And he was missing on out throws, seam throws, just he was missing on a lot of easy open throws that he should have been hitting. And I was a little bit concerned.
1: Yeah, and it was right out of the gate, too. He didn't seem to quite pick up where he left off against nova granted it was an fcs opponent but like you said he was he missed a couple to lambert smith uh he, he missed a couple to dotson as well that even you know as sure-handed as dotson's been couldn't grab so uh this is he'll be in a big spot this week but last week um you know they try to put him in some good spots get him going but he just didn't quite seem himself still had an effective game obviously like we said, got the win 24 zip, didn't do anything too hastily to put us in a bad spot, but want to see him continue on that trajectory that he was on this week, especially because he's got he's got no other option. It's it's gonna come down to how he plays this week against Iowa to to get us the win. So yeah, and if like you I said like great. I feel like his legs have almost
0: become like an afterthought him. Like he needs to utilize his mobility a little bit more than he has been. Maybe that's part of the offensive game plan, like keeping him in the, in the pocket but I feel like his mobility is a threat that we need to utilize on the offense, like keeping defenses aware of his running ability in order to keep them off balance and not being able to guess what's next. A couple of stats. Yeah, he is- um, sorry. Good.
1: No, I was going to say he had some key spots where he, he chose, he made the right decision of when to run. But to your point, I think they can utilize him a little more in that facet. Not like yeah. last year where we were running QB draws left and right. I don't yeah, think like we need to go back to there, but I think yeah. they can definitely implement a little more there um, to use that mobility, especially um, as we get into big-ten play. And it's hasn't been anything that's been on film, so it could be some new wrinkles that you see. Uh, your true.
0: Very true. So a couple stats on Clifford, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was kept clean in the pocket, he was 16 of 26, so 61% accuracy, pretty fucking good. For mm-hmm. 70 yards, three touchdowns no sacks obviously um and of those incompletions one was bad at the line and then one was dropped i forget by who dropped i think it was lambert smith who dropped it yeah but then his stats under pressure so 61 percent completion percentage 70 yards three touchdowns while he's kept clean under pressure he went one of seven mm. that's 14 completion percentage for eight yards and an interception so, that all comes down to what we've talked about in the first ever episode of Whiteout Weekly. The O line needs to keep him clean to make those easy reads, easy throws. And they kind of uncharacteristically gave up 10 total pressures in that game. Yeah. Um, five of them were from Rasheed Walker, who had, yeah, he did, he did an off game. And then three were surprisingly from Drew Scruggs, otherwise, Sorry. Otherwise, yeah, he hasn't allowed a sack since uh, week one. Yeah. So I think the O the O line needs to step up in this Iowa game. Um, Their D line is definitely a problem. So I think keeping keeping Clifford clean is uh, going to be one of my keys to this Iowa game. But before we jump to that, who's your one name all game for the Indiana game?
1: So I think, again, another surprise this week, I'm going to go with Jordan Stout. Uh, Second time time this year, the special teams do it all. Kicker, punter, kickoff. Second time this year, he's been, I think he was co-again, co-special teams player of the week in the Big Ten. Hit that big 50-yarder, which was good. Always good for your kicker's confidence to hit a big Uh kick like that. Uh, punts still averaging around the 50 50 yards of punt mark so he's not he's, only been crazy. putting leg behind it putting leg behind his kicks but also he's been burying teams uh, within that 20 yard mark yeah, and I, think I, saw, yeah and I think
0: i saw
1: i think i saw a stat on his kickoffs too i think he leads the nation with a 93.3 percent touchback rate on kickoffs i well yeah one one kick against indiana where uh landed at the one yard line which was a little bit of a shocker because they're not used to seeing that and i think the one right after he put between the uprights. so <laughs> kids got a leg so nice yeah. to see him they're asking a lot out of him to do all all three facets of special teams but he's he stepped up and he's been ringing the bell big time this year
0: i mean i know sam ficken went on to have like a generally good nfl career but after suffering through the thickened tragedy of, I think it was 2011, 2012. I still have nightmares. Seeing a State kicker hit a 50-yarder, <laughs> I'm just like, what is, what is going on right now? Like, it's another round. Yeah. Like, this is not what we do, but this is a different team. This is a different team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see. And there hasn't been much of a drop-off. I know before him, we had Blake Gillikin, who's in the NFL now. I think he's with the Saints, uh, who was a big-time mm-hmm. hunter for us. Uh, I think we got we got a kid coming in who's one of the top-ranked punters in the nation, too. But but Stout's, Stout's been big, especially, like I said, with all that they're asking of him. He's he's showing up big time.
0: That third, that third phase, that crucial third phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for mine, my one name all game, I'm, again, going to break the rules, split it in two. <laughs> two names all game. Uh, it's got to be AK and Jesse look at it for me. Combined, they had eight total pressures um AK had that body slam sack which was awesome <laughs> had a finished with a QB hit and they combined for six QB hurries five stops and zero missed tackles mm. and I think it was was it you who picked um AK as your impact player of the year yeah
1: yeah AK episode one man
0: so his ranks let me bring him up real quick his ranks in the big ten. This year, he's tied for third in total crushers with 22, first in QB hits with nine. He's a 23% win percentage uh, while getting blocked, tied for fourth. Mm -hmm. Three sacks, which could be so so many more, tied Mm -hmm. for 11th. And PFF has him as a 88.1 pass rushing grade, which is third in all the Big Ten. So, kid is killing coming from That's temple huge. and just yeah. step up becoming one one of the most public pass rushers in the Big 10 pretty much
1: yeah especially with all the questions you know coming from temple in the aac or american conference can he make that leap to the big 10 to big 10 play and he's shown it right out the gate with For huge sure. plays huge plays and just all around just consistency so he's big time acquisition and Luchette is just
0: his versatility just always surprised me every game he's I mean yeah. E-lining at the quarterback, doing swim moves, getting under uh left tackles, like arms, ducking under doing the dip. And then he's also dropping back in coverage. And he's still like decent mm-hmm. coverage. He's just an all around just terrific player. And I love how they're using him on defense.
1: So yeah, having a long. having a completely transform to a new role at that yeah. DN role, but still, still having those linebacker instincts. Just that versatility it's just you can't beat it and he's he's been he's been big on defense this year. I think this is gonna help his
0: uh, draft stock a lot too, absolutely as we head yeah. closer to uh, draft season. um, do you have anything that needs to be improved
1: after the Indiana game heading into huge primetime games? I, so I got goosebumps already, man Kenneth, Kinick in October is where dreams go to die and yeah. but We'll Keeping the faith. So, no, <laughs> but I think for me, the running game, like you, like we said, it it showed up last week. I think okay well, still two hundred nine yards. Nothing, hey, nothing there. Yeah, nothing good. to fret Pretty at. Good. But, but short yardage situations, uh, going into a week like this, a game like this, where it's typically low scoring. You look at the lat throwing last year out the window. The previous meeting in Kinnick, we squeaked out of there with a 17-12 win. Before that, you're looking at you know that other game in Kinnick where we wanted the buzzer, where Saquon had the game of his life. So in those tight contested battles, especially now, look at all the stakes, a top five matchup. Don't say clear path to the playoffs because our schedule's still a gauntlet, but yeah. looking at what's at stake here, there's going to be moments in this game where they know everyone in that stadium is going to know we have to run. Iowa's going to know we have to run. It's It's third and four. Can you give the can you give the tote to Noah and Can he get you that first down when everyone knows it's coming? Can you get it done? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really the big, the big piece for improvement. And just overall as a team, I think week to week, they played really, and Franklin has said it best. They play really complimentary football, but they haven't really pieced everything together. You know, you had the first few games where we didn't have the running game passing game was there. Then last week passing game was a little off running game was there.
0: Yeah. But yeah uh, very correct, very special
1: correct. teams wasn't there. So really it's now, or not now or never, but here's a big time test of, Hey, can you put it all together to come out of Kinnick with that big time win? So specifically the focal point is going to be that short yards running game, but it just overall as a group, they got to really would love to see them put it all together for, for four complete quarters.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of nitpicking needs to be improved at this point they're number four in the nation but as we face tougher and tougher competition i do agree that yeah we need to have a balanced offense that keeps defenses guessing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah like you said on those third and shorts we need to be able to convert those every time and that's where i think sean clifford's mobility might come into play if you throw yeah. a couple of rpos in there they might have to hedge a little more on mm-hmm. sean Clifford possibly taking it out no game bank up the middle for two yeah first down
1: and, uh, um, and Franklin said Kane's a full go this week. Last week, he, he looked shaky, looked hesitant. And I know the or the, the columnists up there, uh, 24-7 Sports, those other guys, they were trying to do some digging to see if there's anything up with him. Franklin just kind of gave a blanket statement of everyone's dealing with midseason things, yeah. you know, injuries. So he there's definitely still something nagging there, but he says he's a full go. So we all know what he's capable of. And the rest of that room has shown – Uh, signs of what they can do but Kane's really your number one guy so I'm looking for him to have a really big week this week and
0: college injuries are so weird where you don't like they're not totally transparent like yeah you know of an injury report where it's like oh this is what this is what's wrong he didn't prep you know what I mean like you don't have that every week so yeah
1: especially just with how Franklin is he his whole mentality they keep that hush hush until something leaks but yeah so nitpicking
0: obviously i'm gonna go with um clifford's accuracy he -hmm. needs to be consistent in this game um we're gonna talk about it in a little bit but they have an unreal secondary Mm -hmm. so his accuracy on 10 plus yard throws needs to be pinpoint and i know i know dotson can make any catch parker washington can make any guy miss Mm -hmm. but the way we're going to win this game is, I think, the same thing we say every week. Get him comfortable, easy throws, and then take your shots on the field. Because the kid has confidence. He has confidence, shown it time and time again. As long as he has gotten into a rhythm, he's going to be able to hit those throws. Yeah. Before we head into the humongous game preview against number three, Iowa, we got a little time for some Trivia. Just a reminder, this is Penn State 2000 to 2010 era trivia. I'm on the clock. Dave, you've gotten two questions right so far.
1: Yeah. I, I got to get to it. this week.
0: Okay. So here we go. Him with Number two.
1: All right. So your question is, who is the Penn State all-time leader in total tackles? Oh, fuck. And I'll give you a hint. So obviously, this is in between 2000 and 2010. So this gentleman played from 2004 to 2007. Hails from Wallingford, PA. Went to Strath Haven High School. Okay, give it away. Dan Connor. Yeah. Five, five. Yeah, baby. Strath Haven.
0: <laughs> gave it away. Uh, Woo! How, many how, many Sean Lee how many tackles? And how many tackles? Yeah. Career. Yeah. Uh, uh four years he was there?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Two seventy six.
1: Way higher. Four
0: eighty-nine.
1: Ooh. Lower. Four fifty six. No, four nineteen. Four nineteen, all right. Four nineteen.
0: Yeah, that's draft right. having clue. Gave it away. <laughs> I was between him and uh, Sean Lee. Okay. Yeah,
1: Connor and there. then Poslazny second. And I think Lee Lee's top five, I think. But those were the those were the glory years of LBU. Oh
0: my god, yeah.
1: Just... All right. Let's get into it. Oof.
0: Number three, Iowa.
1: Iowa Week, baby.
0: Hosting number four, Penn State. The biggest game. Of the year so far for Penn State, have you looked at the line?
1: I saw it open with the Hawkeyes minus two and a half. Or so the Nets at plus two and a half.
0: Yeah, correct. Over under?
1: I think it was 41.
0: Yeah, I might have dropped 40 and a half.
1: Yeah. Oof. So oh, looking,
0: looking at this game, I absolutely – I have nightmares about playing Iowa. At home, on the road, I just have nightmares about playing them because I know it's going to be a boring game. They're just going to run the ball. We're going to have to wait them out, stop the run, and hopefully get some kind of capitalization on offense and try to exploit their defense, which this year is tough because they have one of the best secondaries, besides us, in the nation. In in the Big Ten, I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you saw, but I, it was they were saying it's the first regular season, Big Ten top five matchup. If you take out Ohio State, you'd have to go all the way back to 1997. Holy crap. And if you exclude Michigan from it, you're going all the way back to 1962. The last <laughs> time you had two Big Ten teams ranked in the top five going toe to toe in the regular season. So Jeez. the biggest Big time game in a while.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, boy. All right, so they are led, the Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes, by uh, Spencer Petras, a junior, who's completing 62% of his passes, very accurate, seven touchdowns, one interception, but he's been sacked 11 times in five games and pressured mm-hmm. 44 times in those five games. So their offensive line is young, kind of in the works, but they do have some studs on there. Um, their center, Tyler Lind- Linderbaum, I think his mm-hmm. last name. Lindbaum, Lind- Linderbaum, Linderbaum. am not sure which one it is. He's only allowed two sacks on the year, so P.J. Musper is going to have a battle in the trenches against this kid.
1: Yeah, I think he's oh. one of the highest-ranked centers in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think looking at a first-round grade for the upcoming draft. I mean, Iowa always has the, the corn fed. I got them home homegrown boys. Grown Iowa boys. Every year. And
0: then they have possibly one of the most dynamic weapons in all the Big Ten, And Tyler Goodson. 5'10", 200-pound dual threat back. He's averaging 4.3 yards per carry, and he's the team's second-leading receiver with 12 catches for 146 yards and a touchdown.
1: So... Yeah. Probably one of the most dynamic backs they've had. If you go back recent history, then Akram Wadley, who was just there, uh, said a lot of – I don't know if he said a lot of records, but he was a really complete back. But a lot of people within or close to the team think that Goodson, if not is already, has a chance to be much better than than Wadley. Yeah,
0: or just saying something. And then going to the oh, other of the ball, their defense is absolutely insane. They're letting up 11.6 points per game, which is third in the FBS. But Penn State is at second at 10.8 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so their defensive line had no sacks in the last game against Maryland, but they did have 7 pressures and a totally attacked by Loa through five interceptions on Friday night, the game I was about to bet on. <laughs> in the Big Ten bonanza five interceptions his backup had another one so they had six total and they won 51 to 14 just an absolute pounding round
1: six different players picked off a pass in that game
0: out of six control. different players out of control so looking at some of the uh playmakers on their defense we got linebacker jack campbell Mm-hmm. We will get, I mean, every week at teams, we face these linebackers who are just sideline to sideline threats wow. at defending the run. However, in coverage, <clears throat> quarterbacks are going 11 of 16 against him for 113 yards. So he's letting up over 13 yards per catch. Yeah. Something to be exploited, possibly uh, get the tight ends involved. Strange and uh, Theo Johnson. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little game in action.
1: And then a yeah, nice, nice little game for Theo here. The Hawkeyes thought they had him locked up during the recruiting process. And then he divvied the other way, came, came to state college. So would nice to see him have a breakout game, kind of show them what they could have had. And then
0: one of the most talented secondaries besides us, I think in the big 10, if you want to talk about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, led or one of their top performers has been Riley Moss six, one DB senior. Uh, another boy from iowa uh, yeah got he's, three, he's really good three picks three picks on the air uh they got a couple other guys Merryweather, who's kind of their leader you know in that secondary um but very very talented group senior ring group uh like you said one of the most talented in the big 10 aside from us um but yeah it's going to be a test for sure their their d-line has a lot of length which allows them to kind of get in passing lanes and put their hands up and block those down. You already mentioned Campbell. Uh, lengthy guy, 6'5", 243. 46 tackles on the year. Had 18 tackles in that game against Colorado State. That was a little bit closer than most probably would have anticipated. Uh-huh. But they're it's a well-disciplined group. We already mentioned the takeaways. Uh, I think it's almost almost 50% of their points on the year have been off of turnovers. So you could you know go to the tune of the narrative that they're you can't bank on turnovers all year long to to win your games. But I think there's also something to be said of how disciplined and how fundamentally sound that group is to put them in spots to be take care or to take advantage of those of those opportunities when they arise. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz, who's been there forever. D coordinator, Phil Parker. Uh, I think he's been there 15 plus years. So you, you know what you're getting out of that group. Kind of similar to how we are with Franklin and Brent Pry. You're, you're not mm-hmm. going to really have a lot of guys that you'll find out of position. It's more so you're having to go in knowing what they're going to do and and beat them at it. Franklin described it as they're very simplistic in what they do, but they're also very sound. Um, they, they switched between a a four, two, five and a four, three, uh, went to that four, two, five kind of recently. And some of it has to do with our last matchup, or I don't know if it was last year, a couple of years ago where Dotson kind of burned them out of the slot before he came our, became our premier guy. Yep. But that four, two, five allows that secondary to have eyes or have additional eyes on the quarterback. So like we've, like we said, it's going to be essential that Clifford continues to take care of the rock and doesn't put them or put our defense in bad spots and give Iowa the ball in, in plus territory.
0: Yeah. I think every single one of their secondary of the four that you mentioned um, besides Matt Hankins had an interception against Maryland. Yeah. So that just goes to show any one of them can make a play on the ball at any single time. But uh, going back to the Colorado seeking, that was a lot closer than people expected, but a bit of a little, little bit of a look ahead spot, but I think they, I think Colorado State showed a key of how to beat Iowa, and that is stopping Goodson and the run.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So Goodson had eighteen carries that game. I mean that seems obvious, but yeah, yeah. Eighteen carries for fifty-seven yards, three point three yards per carry. Mm -hmm. So, getting them in so three point three yards per carry. If you if you keep them to that average. Getting them in long third downs is going to be a nightmare for them. They're already – they went 4-13 and on third down against Colorado State and were 5-13 for on third downs against Maryland. So it's not like they're some like this prolific – they're putting up points, but they're not this prolific offense. It's their defense, like you said, setting them up past the 50-yard line already in prime scoring position. Then they just pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. So we can win field position with your guy, Jeff Stout, your one name all game. If we can win the field position battle and get them in third and longs, I think we have a really good shot of winning this game.
1: Yeah, I think like you said, I think our best bet is not totally convinced that Petros can can win the go out and win the game for them, provided that they're having to sustain long drives. So I think, like you said, if we're able to bottle up that run and force him to throw to some guys who probably haven't gotten a lot of opportunities because mm-hmm. they've just been so fortunate where their defense has set them up in some short, for, for some short drives to put put games away early.
0: Yeah, um, and also not letting uh, Goodson get a mismatch on offense. Yeah. That would be a nightmare. Him against, like, a linebacker or something out wide would not be good.
1: Yeah, uh, so – really going to need brooks smith and jacobs all to really stay disciplined you know find find the gaps at the right times and really bottle up that run game that that's going to be a huge huge odds uh, i huge think that focal point yeah for
0: this week i think that's the key on defense and then offense obviously clifford no turnovers smart throws run when necessary and then i think this might be the game where the tight ends break out um with their secondaries' prowess and just overall ball hawking skills, yeah. I think we could take advantage of some tight end on linebacker mismatch mismatches, and Brent Strange and Theo Johnson could be in for a huge, huge day. Yeah, uh, I know Dotson's probably going to be the favorite for the best wide receiver in the country, mm-hmm. but if they're just completely shutting him off, you got to look to other options, and these guys yeah. might be. The ones that have the mismatches and you just got to play the game at that point
1: yeah yeah kind of take what they're giving you again uh would love to see some explosive plays to kind of break things open early but you you want to play sound disciplined football and don't give them don't give the game away um that's that's really going to be big for clifford
0: and then again big 10 schedule we have to make them respect the run that's mm-hmm. huge absolutely huge
1: all right. yeah. And this week, not not quite a a revenge game, but they did. They were the last team to beat us before we got on our winning streak here. So they handed so us, us our, our fifth, fifth goal, loss. Five. Yeah. All so right. Just another just some bullshit Any, ball, any material, material, man. Material. Put that up in Kinnick. You know, Iowa's already got the. They put the opposing team in the pink locker room, but put that on put that on their minds too. They handed us our last loss before we ripped off this win streak. So.
0: Anything to put put on the bulletin board. In my book. <laughs> all right. So now we anxiously await for it's a four p.m. game, right? They didn't put that at the prime time. Four p.m. Eastern, yeah. Fox. Yeah. Fox. four PM Eastern. And I mean our bets on this game, I feel like both of us are taking and save money. Line. Yeah.
1: Obviously. I, I don't even mess with the two and a half, man. Money line or nothing. Yeah. Two and a half two minute break. Money line all day. <laughs> And we are here at week six
0: of the Big Ten Betting Bonanza. And to be quite honest, I'm ashamed to be in this competition. I should probably withdraw after my bets. Uh Dave is up eight to three on
1: me. Woo-hoo-hoo.
0: He won the Michigan money line, which I thought was gonna be a rat line. Fuck Sketchy work.
1: Lines, baby. The fuck Fuck's Sketchy
0: line. Lines. Vegas, Vegas plays so many mind tricks with me, it's not even funny. <laughs> like they make that line thinking, you know what I mean, like it's gonna go the other way. And then yeah. Yeah, no, they're in my nightmares. That. Um, then you hit on Michigan State minus ten and a half against my squad, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, who you see that second half? I
1: did see that second half.
0: They were they were, Michigan State was blowing them out in the first half. Nice team, man. Hill yeah. second half second half it might be a bet. I start placing the line. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, start looking at those trends. Um, and then your
0: loss, which I also had, oh. Northwestern plus eleven, and they end up losing to Nebraska fifty-six to seven. How about That's, that?
1: That season total over six and a half is not looking good. I might cash in that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you really might have to at this point. Um, and then
0: my just my season just continues to be terrible. Rutgers first half. Plus seven and a half is just like a joke. It was, I think it was 28 to six, uh, yeah. I'm maybe even 35 to six. So that was over before the first quarter ended. But <laughs> And then I had the Northwestern. I tailed you on that as well. Um, so 0 for 2, but I did hit on the first ever uh, striped out bet. Penn State to minus there four, go. Yeah, 12. So that brought me up to three. So I got to start taking some moonshots here. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's week six. Maybe let's just go for some singles Singles and doubles, singles and doubles. Um, I'll do the honors as the weekly sucker. (laughs) Um, My first one is going to be singles and doubles. Ohio State minus 11 and a half first half bet against Maryland. Maryland just lost their leading wide receiver in receiving yards and receptions. Um, Talia just threw for five picks against Iowa, as we talked about. They're going into the horseshoe, which is not a friendly environment. Mm -hmm. I just see Ohio State blowing them out of the water. Um, I just don't, yeah, I just don't see this even being a close game. I've been high on Maryland all year, but I think Ohio State goes up 28 nothing in the first half and then kind of just rides it out from
1: there. So, I'm I'm with you. I think I think Ohio State wins that game big, but I'm going to take the over in this game. Okay. I'm going over 69 and a half. Nice I think, number. I think Ohio State's defense is very That's the jury's a big, that's a big number though. Dude. It is a big over. But I, I think they're going to put up points and I think they're going to give up points in the process. I think the jury's still out on that defense. And I could see Ohio State, you know, 52-21 type ball game here. Still true, blowing them true. out, but I think Maryland puts up some points. True.
0: I like that, but fuck. But, yeah, again, t- like the thing I was about to say, spoiler alert, I'm not taking Maryland, um, well, <laughs> obviously. But I was looking at that, like, the overreaction would be Tully throwing five picks and yeah. throwing pick plus 21 right. would be the play if you're contrarian because it's the right. public, public perception of them is all over. Yeah.
1: What have you done for me lately?
0: But yeah, I like that pick. Um my second one will be a pretty we talked about this earlier, pretty obvious pick here, I think. The under 40 and a half in Iowa Penn mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like a 17 14, 20, 14 ball game. Yeah. Something like that. Very limited mm-hmm. touchdowns, field goals, stout, coming in clutch. Um, if he can hit a 50-yarder in this game, I think that is all the difference in the world. Points are going to be at a premium. Two of the top three defenses facing each other. 11.8 points 11.8 points per game versus 10.6. So <laughs> under okay. all day, under Undertaker gift.
1: You're yeah. absolutely right. And I it pains my heart. I can already feel my heart beating out of my chest <laughs> in you the, know field the game on the ground in the fourth quarter. I you know the game that out. Oh, I got to get well, my heart ready. It's going to be the third one.
0: quarter. It's going to be like 10-3, uh-huh. 7-3, something like yeah. that. Like the, like the third quarter already? Like what the hell's happening?
1: Oh, uh, no. Big 10 football. Oh. Big 10 I'm not football. looking forward to it, but uh, it is what it is. All right, so for my second pick, so I've been riding them all, all year long, but out of the Big Ten West, they've been surprising a lot of people, surprising me. I thought it was a dumpster fire. They've been turning some heads. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Hey, now. Got, got frost, turning that program around, and believe it or not, they could be the second best team in the Big Ten West right now behind Iowa. Uh, yeah. the, both Both divisions are – is probably the most skewed they've been in some time we are we always know the big 10 east You got your obviously ohio state penn state michigan but really the the depth in both divisions is just so skewed this year um but i think nebraska is maybe on to something and i'm gonna roll with them here they got a prime time showdown in lincoln against michigan Michigan's been. You've big been this hitting year. on Michigan, though. You've all your beliefs, all your morals. Out the all window. my morals out the window. <laughs> though, but this is—it's a week to week thing, Luchs. You gotta—you gotta stay sharp. <laughs> That's why you're beating me.
0: That's why you're, you gotta—you gotta, you gotta you're know when to
1: beat. get off the wave. So I'm getting you off your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the Huskers plus three and a half. No money line. No money line. All That's right, singles. Going for singles here. Singles
0: and doubles. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I have two singles on the board: Ohio State minus eleven and a half first half bet under forty and a forty and a half, in Iowa and Penn State. But now I'm going for the home run. I'm taking Illinois Ooh. money line at home. I think they're. I think the spread is Wisconsin minus ten. Yeah, they're one and three. I just think Wisconsin is just they're out of it. They're they're done with the season. They don't want to be a part of it. Illinois definitely has a chip on their shoulder every time they play Wisconsin because mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I looked like their past five matchups and Wisconsin's just blown them out every time. So exactly. this is kind of a return to the mean type bet where Wisconsin's won the fa- past like five matchups. Something's got to give. It's got to go back to the me.
1: Illinois. Also, got, money also you got Brett Bielema, former Wisconsin head coach now coaching the Illini so he might have some inside intel there to get you, get you that dub
0: and another one so, yeah so plus 10 and a half so that would be what were we saying that was be plus seven if it
1: hits yeah yeah double that, digit. Would mean, oh.
0: that would bring me right back in <laughs> so I am a pseudo fighting Illini fan this weekend just to bring me back in this competition
1: oh that's a good old noon kickoff big 10 slobber fest so two singles and
0: then going for the
1: bomb at the end <laughs> what you got for your third right. pick so for my third pick i'm staying with this game so i was along the same mindset as you i'm not going for the home run here i'm taking a line i plus 10
0: ah, this is this is why you're gonna beat me singles, singles all my comments
1: i was saying about nebraska i am now picking those up and dropping those over the head of wisconsin i think they are a dumpster fire I think Graham Mertz is not the answer. Uh, they pulled him last week. He was banged up a little bit, but uh so we'll see if he gets an eye this week. I think he will. But I think a they're they're playing for something. Uh has got those guys fighting. He's gonna get some more of his guys in next year, you know, as his recruits start to flow in. But I think I think they play him tough and I think they they hang in there by a score.
0: Well, let's hope it's the money line because now that you kind of ruined that. That bomb for me. <laughs> <laughs> now if you hit it. Like if I had to, that would like, taking half my points away.
1: Oh wow. um, Not much to pick from this week.
0: It's yeah. The slate was tough. It's all Big Ten versus Big Ten teams. I think there was like four or five games to pick from. Yeah, very tough. The only that's, one we left. Why out. I had to go with the money line.
1: I had like to. Michigan Michigan State was the only one we left out. I think.
0: Yeah, and I was. That's a weird spread too, isn't that? Like yeah. a minus five at Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. have you? Seen, I have not seen it yet. Have you seen the uh, Many Saints of Newark?
1: I haven't watched yet. No, not yet.
0: All right. We'll report on that next week. Um, yeah, after the big game, Penn State has a bye. We'll recap the Iowa game, recap Many Saints of Newark, go into a little preview of the rest of the schedule, and that's the plan for the uh, bye week episode next week uh, coming out on Wednesday as always. 6pm and thank you guys so much again for watching uh, again we appreciate every single time you guys view in so thanks again
1: thanks guys appreciate it
0: alright ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for watching and tuning in to White Out Weekly we will be back every week with more Penn State news and information and once again I cannot thank you enough for spending your time with us Luigi signing out See you guys.